All right, episode 93 of the 580 show. Myself and Frawley, we're filming this as a prequel, but it's post-interview with Ralph Avalone from the Ragnarok Games. You guys submitted questions. We had questions. We asked them. Um, Frawley, immediate reaction. Yeah, we went in um, open-minded. We wanted to hear what Ralph had to say. Uh, answered a lot of questions. He was very open with us. Very, um, He explained himself very well. Um, listen and make your own decisions. Um, I don't want to give any preconceived notions. We want you to be able to make your own decisions based off of the interview. So um, he made himself very available through the interview. You have avenues to contact him if you'd like. Um, see see what you think yeah as, as as having our podcast as a platform for this type of stuff i don't want to have an opinion that you guys know before this interview so i think frawley said it perfectly go listen to the interview and 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 then judge it okay i mean that's all i can really say it, was a, good, it was a good sit down um i i'm happy with the questions that we asked i tried not to softball and I try not to be a super hard ass. And I think we did a good job not to pat ourselves on the back too much. Um, however, I was happy with how it went. Um, this is episode 93. You guys are going to hear the whole interview. Um, before the interview starts, you guys know you can go to 580barbell.com, get our merch, customize them in whatever colors, hats, shorts. We're going to, we got fall coming up. So for all little announcement this week, I'm going to throw hoodies and crewnecks back up there. So have some, have some designs, have some new color schemes, see what we can work out. But hoodies and crew necks within the next week. How, how about by episode 94, we'll have them up there. That's the goal. Um, you can always hit that pre-workout drop-down tab by the best pre-workout on the market in watermelon or mixed berry, 580 horsepower. Uh, we're fully locked and loaded. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. Nothing else to promote. You can follow us on, on 580 Barbell on Instagram and make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm going to shut up now. Here's the interview with Ralph Avalone from the Ragnarok game. So enjoy. Enjoy the interview. So enjoy. Enjoy the interview. All right, everyone. Episode 93 of the 580 show. Uh, we got a good one this week. It's myself, Jason Frawley, and Ralph Avalone from the Ragnarok games. So, um, Ralph, thank you so much for joining us, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Sure. So like we were just kind of talking initially in our introductions, uh, there's been a lot of questions about Ragnarok games. Um, and I like what you said. You said you wanted to come on and kind of dispel any rumors and, and discuss uh, Ragnarok games. So that's, you know, why we brought you on. Um, it I came guess, up last week's episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, that's, we talked about it in last week's episode. So we're like, let's see if we can get somebody on it who can explain some things to us. So, yeah, we do a, we do a Q and a every week, Ralph. And we had a couple of people ask over the last couple months, I've had multiple questions get asked about the Ragnarok games. And really the number one question is, is the Ragnarok games real? That's the, what the question I get. Well, I, I hope it is. I've got $60,000 out of my pocket so far for it. So <laughs> yeah. I hope it's real, you yeah. know, um, in, in the beginning when I announced it, uh, you know, is I guess when the rumor mill started, um, you know, um, some person posted on one of the strongman pages on Facebook that they called the, the venue and they said that it wasn't on the, uh, calendar for the venue. Well, they had made a mistake. They called Miami convention center instead of Miami airport convention center. There's two different convention centers in the city of Miami. 
Um, and policy since COVID was none of the convention centers are posting any events that are six months or later on their sites because of COVID. So I reached out to Robert Hernandez. He's the manager of the Air, uh, Miami Airport Convention Center. I said, listen, can you do me a solid? There's some rumors out there that it's not on the docket. So two days after I heard of this, we we uh, had it up on the Miami Airport Convention Center as an event coming in February 2023. Uh, I also, to dispel some of those rumors, uh, posted a video on our Instagram, the Ragnarok Games, uh, and you can scroll through the history and you can see it. It's literally a video of me giving them the check to pay for the venue. Well, there so, you go. <laughs> yeah, right. so, I mean, I, I don't think it could be any realer than that. Yeah, I mean, definitely real from your end, for sure. Like, I mean, if you're putting the money forward, um, just some of the things like that people, I, well, first off, I think, have you ever promoted a strongman show before the Ragnarok Games? And I want to get into how you I've came never, up with it and everything. Yeah, I've, I've never promoted a strongman competition. Sure. But over the last 30 years, I've produced over 130 expos, conferences, and athletic events in 28 countries. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. So I... I have experience and what really led me to uh, uh, promote and produce Ragnarok was, you know, the, the promoters in strongman are very passionate people. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm a professional athlete in three other sports, but strongman uh, it's like an amazing camaraderie. You know, you think these unbelievable giants are going to be these narcissistic assholes (laughs) and really they're gentle giants, you know, and I found more camaraderie and strongman than I did the other three sports I was involved in. But as a competitor, um, I, I competed in a lot of shows and uh, as a competitor and a producer of events, I saw a lot of stutter steps. I saw, you know, things that I felt that I could do. I don't want to say better, but more catering towards um, the athletes, giving the sponsors what they need for, for the, bang for their buck, the exhibitors. Uh, but most importantly, some of the events, not, not all of them, but some of the events that I was in, y- you felt like cattle, just a, you know, a registration fee, come on, hurry up, do this. You know, it wasn't really treating the athletes the way that I felt that they, they should be treated. I also saw a gross deficiency in the promotion of strongman to women. Uh, you know, strongman is the fastest growing sport in the world by demographic right now. And if you look at the amount of women that are being convinced to compete in the sport, there's not a lot of dollars going into that or advertisement going into that. Um, Also, the women aren't getting the the, the purses as big as the men's purse. And that's something that I was committed to 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 do with with Ragnarok Games. Um, But, you know, I I, when I was going to decide to do it, um, I reached out to um, um, a friend of mine, Mike Delapava. He owns the Battle Axe Gym in Miami. Yep. And I said, I, I think I want to produce a strongman show. And, you know, Mike is a great guy, a, an unbelievable human being, but he's very candid all the time. And he said, OK, so tell me what you want out of this. So I told him exactly what I just told you. I said, but I want to put on an amazing event where people who compete after they leave say, holy shit. What did I just put my body through? And people who didn't have the foresight to compete to to say, I should have done this show. I should have done this competition. You know, and Mike's like, all right, I'm in. 
You know, and I said to Mike, I said, Mike, I, I won't do this without you. You're one of the best expediters in the strongman game right now. I've been to many of your shows. They run like Swiss timepieces. Will you do this with me? And he said, yeah, I'll definitely do it with you. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've actually met Mike. I know we were talking offline. I've met Mike before uh, through a mutual friend and I, I can definitely attest he's a great guy. And he's I, I've actually reached out to him for help when I was opening my gym, doing some things with merch and stuff like that. Um, I. I I think my point why I asked if you had ever promoted a show because you don't have to have don't have to have experience. Um, everyone does their first show, but I think when people one of the reasons the rumor mill has been started is because if no one knows your name, no one's seen you promote a show, they're like, well, this guy's coming out of nowhere and offering a thirty thousand dollar purse. You know, how is this possible? How have I never? So I think that's one of the bullet points to touch on is like, and I guess you just explained it, you know, in depth, but that was kind of my point. One of the things I think maybe the reason for doubt is that people have never seen or heard from you before. And then you just come out and kind of just stir everything up, you know, which is, isn't a bad yeah. thing. No. Um, and, you know, if, if you look at the, 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 the you know, the, what's going on in Strongman, look at people like, you know, Anthony Furman. You know, when he started, you know, he caught a lot of flack because he had never done it before. It's a strong man deciding that he's going to promote, you know, a strong man competition. And he got similar flack to it. And there's been other promoters as well, you know, um, but everything, you know, there's an old Chinese proverb that the journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. You know, all I say to people, the naysayers, the rumor people is, listen, you don't have to support this event. You don't have to compete in this event. But sit back and let it succeed or fail and see where the chips fall. Yeah. Yeah, no, that for sure. Like, I mean, I think, um, I, I, I think everyone in strongman would want a bigger show to like this to succeed. Right. I mean, like mm -hmm. what's the saying, like a ri a high tide, you know, rises, rises all, all ships, yep. you know? So it's yeah. like, if you're able to just throw in a $30,000 pot, you know, 20 for male and 10 for females for pros, that's amazing. You know, I think um, it, one thing that shocks me is that more pros aren't jumping on it. It may be the time of the year. If it's since it's around the Arnold, I don't, have you heard from other pros, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to diss the professional, the pro men that are signed up right now, but for $20,000, I would expect some bigger pros to be in that pro division. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I don't want to uh, point the finger of accusation, but, Early on, I guess the, the rumor mill people, um, they started reaching out to large sponsors that have big names in the game of strongman and said, you know, this guy is a shyster. He's taking people's registration money and he's going to disappear. It's never going to happen. So it kind of put a bad taste in people's mouth. Um, and I guess, you know, the pros, you know, the, you know, some of the bigger name pros that have decided not to come. I've sent personal invitations to pretty much every one of the big names in Strongman today. Um, and I've had a lot of good conversations going back and forth. And it goes to, you know, what you preemptively said was a lot of them was it was too close to the Arnold. You know, okay. a lot of them, a lot of them were, you know, this is the first year show. Maybe I'll, you know, if it succeeds and you definitely have it next year, I'll come next year. I'll put it in the calendar. Um, some, you know, reached out and said, you know, I'll definitely come, but you're paying my airfare and hotel accommodations. And I'm like, I, I just can't do that first year show. You know, I'm, I'm not oh. committed to do that. I'd rather, you know, have large as large purses as I can. 
um, and provide that for the people who are committed to, to be here on their dime. Sure, sure. Um, and and another thing is the, the weight classes. I know people ask questions about the weight classes being different than to the traditional um, federations here, at least here in America. Um, you know, the, and, I, and, and, that's and that's question. a great point, Joshua. That's a great point. Yeah. Two things on that point. One, um, I decided that this would be a non-sanctioned event. Sure. Two, we're marketing this event to be one of the hardest strongman competitions that has ever been held. And we're holding true to that. Lastly, <clears throat> um, even though I have promoted events in multiple sports and multiple different, you know, um, um, fields, I had never done it in strongman. So Mike said, you know, you might want to get it up on Iron Podium. I didn't even know what Iron Podium was. Yeah. But when I saw when I when I put the event on Iron Podium, it couldn't cater to international athletes. It only catered to American athletes that oh. were used to those weight classes. So even though we use Iron Podium as a registration deck, we had our own system uh, that I've used in other athletic competitions called Jot Form Registration. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we use the Jot Form Registration, and I want to say 99.99% of our athletes registered through the Jot Form. Um, and we, I think we only had four people that actually used Iron Podium to actually register for the event. Okay. So, so you know, it, I, I, I want to say that it was mostly because we had a plethora of international athletes. And listen, I was floored. You know, we, we sold out the athlete cap at 200 in, in nine weeks. I never anticipated that that being the case. It's one of the most successful athletic events when it comes to athlete registration that I've ever held before. Um, and uh, when I looked at the demographics, I mean, we have 210 athletes from 39 countries. We have 16 athletes coming from Australia, 40 athletes coming from England. Um, we have uh, uh, almost 50 athletes that are coming from uh, all over Europe. We have uh, 16 athletes coming from uh, South America. And, you know, I, I want to digress and go back to the pro roster. Even though you don't know some of those names here in the United States, some of those names are the biggest names in strongman in the world. Uh, we have the British national champion. Uh, we have the, um, the Brazilian national champion, the Mexican national champion, the champion of Suriname, the strongest man of Nigeria is coming. I mean, you know, you don't know these names because you've never seen them. You know, we, we've even gone above and beyond. I have two athletes coming from the Soviet Union. They said, we'd love to compete, but we're not allowed to come out of the country. Well, I had a friend of mine that uh, was was uh, high up on the chain of command in the U.S. State Department. I showed him, the, you know, the Instagram of these two athletes. They now have travel athlete travel visas to compete. We also have the first Iranian national champion uh, that will be attending and competing in the Ragnarok Games, too. And I got to tell you, that was it was pretty tough to get an athlete visa for somebody from Iran because you know how hard that is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. um. No, that that's a good point. I mean, I think strongman, we're used to the big names that we see. And I mean, it will be awesome if some of these guys do come up and they are, you know, true professionals, you know, like you're saying, and then they, you know, can kind of um, use the Ragnarok games as a platform, you know, because some of these athletes may not get it. So um, if that's true, I, 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 you know, I hope these athletes make the most of it. Um, there, 
was uh, a competitor who, when I put up a Q&A for this week, um, said that he was on the roster for the Ragnarok games but never signed up for it. Okay, so as of right now, we are deficient of 14 Josh forms out of the 210 athletes. Okay. I have I have not charged athlete registration fees to 60 athletes that are either veterans, either in the United no. States or abroad, or firemen, police, or nurses. And let me well, actually stop. Let me stop you right there, Ralph. I I, I do want to say I know that's true because I I talked to a couple of people that I know that are signed up, and they said that. And I talked to three people that are vets of the U.S., and they all said that you personally waive their fee because they're veterans. So I, you can't continue, but I do want to say I know that that part is true because I heard it, but the, directly from the competitors. All right, great. So where we are now, and I actually, while I'm on the computer, I can actually go to the list of uh, athletes. So if it. Out of the 210, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 athletes of whose name, you know, you might have there who have submitted their Josh forms but not paid their registration fees. Now, they could very well be on the roster. They filled out the Josh form. Once the Josh form is filled out, our process is to get them onto the athlete roster, both on Iron Podium and on the Ragnarok website. I will tell you personally, I am giving as much leniency to athletes in these tough economic times to pay these registration fees. And I have arduously contacted athletes via email, Instagram messaging. I have their cell phone numbers from their job forms. I've texted them. Some people just don't answer. Um, and there's nothing that I can do about that. So me and Mike have, we had our teleconference yesterday and he said, listen, you've got to dump those 14 athletes if they're not responding on any medium. hundred percent. My, my point is, and I understand I might've been a little confusing my point. I had an athlete reach out and he said that he never signed up, never filled out a form, but. Okay. Tell me the athlete's name is. I, I we're on a platform. I don't want to expose someone that said it on a okay. you know, a private Q and A, but I'm happy. I'm happy to discuss it. At, uh, um, you know, after, but that's now that might be not true. That may be right. someone spreading the rumor. I would just, I know if I was scrolling on iron podium and I saw my name on a, on a comp and I had never, you know, my name was never on. I'd be like, Oh, that's, that's weird. So no, yeah, I'm happy. You know, but uh, no, that was my point. But I understand people. I've promoted. And all I have to say, all I have to say is to, to people that are saying I'm not on the roster, just contact me. There are yeah. so many ways to Facebook, Instagram, emails. You have my cell phone number is on every piece of literature that's been sent out to these athletes. Have the common decency to call me and say, "Hey, man, you made a mistake. I'm not competing." You know, uh, I haven't had anybody contact me and say that. I have a couple athletes contact me saying, "Oh, I got injured in last week's show. I won't be able to show." Can, I know it, uh, the, the athlete registration fees are non-refundable, but I was wondering if because I had an injury, I'm like, of course I'm going to refund your money. There's nobody who has dropped out of this competition that has not been refunded their athlete registration fee if they paid. Right on. You know, if they're, if they're veterans, then they weren't charged anyway, so there's no fee going back to them. Yeah. No, right on. Like I said, I mean, um, just one of the questions that was sent in, so that's why I wanted to ask it, you know, like um, – 
And I, I, I will say, you came up on the podcast last week because I always see the question come through. So I finally asked. I said, Frawley, is the Ragnarok Games real? Do you know what this is? I see the promotion. I know it's all the way down in Florida. It's something I never really looked into. But I see this question come up a lot. So I said, is the Ragnarok? And I messaged you right after the episode. Yep. And you, hey, Ralph, you sent me your cell phone number, your email, and you said, I'm happy to talk, you know, so and and you're here. So, I mean, I, I respect the hell out of that and coming on and, and trying to clear up the rumors because, I mean. Uh, well, I, pre- I, pre- I appreciate the opportunity. You know, they're they're kind of starting to dissipate. You know, I don't know if you know this, but Magnus Magnuson has uh, agreed I, to actually come and, and be the master of ceremonies for the event. And I was we've had to touch on that. Yeah, that's yeah. How, how that did provides you, how a did lot of credibility. Yeah. How did you how did you land Magnus for the event? Did you just reach out to him? No, ironically, we've been friends on Facebook for like a very long time. I met him at the Arnold a couple of years ago and we kind of hit it off. And uh, I just reached out to him on Facebook Messenger and I said, hey, Magnus, I said, you know, Miami is beautiful in February and Iceland is pretty cold. <laughs> I said, how about uh, I'll cover your airfare and hotel and, and you come on down and take part in the Ragnarok games. He's like, I think I could do that. Well, that's awesome. I think, like Frawley said, that adds credibility. Yeah, it adds a lot of credibility them. having a name like that backing your show. Yeah. Well, you know, I wanted to, you know, like I said in the beginning, I want this event to treat my athletes that are competing like rock stars. You know, um, the awards that these athletes are going to get for first, second, and third place were were handcrafted and forged by Ukrainian metalsmiths. Um, they're they're real Thor hammers. They range in weight from 35 pounds down to 12 pounds for the women um, and uh, real axes, real throwing, you know, battle axes. I mean, just incredible stuff. But I also wanted to, you know, give them an opportunity. You know, I like to say that Magnus is like the Arnold of bodybuilding. You know, he's the father of, of strongmen. You know, uh, I've had some athletes after I announced that Magnus was going to take part and like, oh, my God, I can't fail at this event. At, at this event, I've got to do my best. I got to lift heavier than I've ever lifted before because Magnus is going to be there. Yeah. I was like, good. That's what I want you to think. That's what I want you to do. You know, and and, uh, you know, I, I, I've got a couple other amazing announcements that will unfold over the next couple months because we're five months away of, of, of other celebrities that will be at the event. I've reached out to Peyton Parrish. I don't know if you know who Peyton Parrish is. Um, Peyton Parrish uh, sings the song Ragnarok. He's a Viking um, singer. Oh, he's okay. got a group in, in Ireland. And uh, I reached out to him on, on Instagram and said, man, you, you've got to come and live perform at this event, you know. So uh, so he, he's in the United States, um, uh, close to the proximity of Ragnarok. So we're negotiating with his agents right now to see if he can perform. Wow, there you go. That's cool. Um, how so? Um, talk about the venue where it is. You said it's at the convention center at the Miami Airport, correct? Yeah, the my uh, the Miami Airport Convention Center is about one mile from the um, airport, the Miami International Airport. We wanted to choose a venue that for international athletes, they wouldn't have to rent cars. So the Doubletree Hotel that's adjoined to the Miami Airport Convention Center has free shuttle service to and from the airport. Um, it's also, you know, a, a short, cheap Uber or Lyft ride from the airport for the athletes to, to you know, to get to the venue. The venue is uh, 58,000 square feet. 
will be running five lanes, uh, five competitive lanes all day long, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a phenomenal event. We've got uh, room for 2,500 uh, attendee ticket holders. And the, and the capacity is another 7,500 for the exhibit and, and expo area. So, we're, so we, we have 37 exhibitors out of 100 exhibitors so far. Um, so it's, it's going to be not just a strongman competition. There'll be things for the kids to do. These international athletes are coming with their wives and kids. I, you know, I've got, a, I've got two axe throwing lanes. I've got fake weights for the kids to take pictures with. I'm even working with a lion tamer to get a real lion there for, for picture opportunities in a cage. So, so do you, so that's kind of was my question, I guess, do you see this like this year and moving forward, do you see it being like an expo almost like how people, you know, the Arnold had to be the Arnold to start, right? Like, I mean, I know Arnold's a huge name, but yeah. do, you, do you foresee like people annually, Hey, I qualify for the Ragnarok games. I'm going down to the Ragnarok expo. You know, I'm going to go to the, uh 580 barbell booth i'm gonna go you know i'm gonna go to all these booths exactly is that how you foresee it yeah i I think that's how it's going to unfold i think you know mike and i have talked because you know we we like i said we sold the uh athlete registration 200 200 athlete cap um within nine weeks and i said to mike i said you know we could have gone to 400 he said we would have not needed another two days you know um, I th- I'm hoping next year that we will grow it to 400 athletes and we'll hold it at the Orlando Convention Center. Um, this way, international athletes that, that attend, you know, they're close, closer in proximity to the, the other attractions here in Florida. Yeah, well, that's cool. I mean, so did you – so there's going to be nine events over two days then, I think? Right? Yes. Nine events, yeah. two days? Cool. And some of some of the wording on the website is a little bit confusing. Could you explain how day one is going to work? I know that it says something like 50% of the athletes is going to drop. Um, but could you explain like the event order and how they're going to be executed and stuff like that? Uh, sure. Let me uh, let me just uh, go to the website so I can go item by item with you. Because mm-hmm. okay. I, I, uh, I, I can't remember exactly, but some of it said, like, for example, it said something about a max log press, but it was going to be for reps. But I just don't – I don't quite understand how a max weight can be done for reps. Well, it's its, it's the athletes. They're going to go to the, the spotters and loaders, and they're going to say, this is my weight. This is my weight that I believe that I can do for the most reps in 60 seconds. Okay. You know, the first the first event is the store hammer hold. It's very easy. Um the the weight the weights for that have been you know already uploaded to the website and you know we're we're working very diligently to make this competition extremely hard but also ob- obtainable so we're testing some of the weights with some of some of the pros and some of the open athletes that are already registered to compete and getting their input back and you know we'll 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 change the weights and adjust the weights as needed when we get closer to to the event but the Thor hammer hold you know it's basically a 60 second hold straight out from your face um you know you either do it or not and and it'll go according to who can hold it the longest first second and third place in that event uh the um deadlift max um it's uh you know max reps for 60 seconds on the heaviest weight that you think you can do. And our loaders and spotters will be moving on those five lanes. 
So uh, the deadly say, medley. When you say, sorry to interrupt, when you say the max weight that they think they can do, so say, say Frawley goes and he says, I can do 600 for reps and he does 10. And I say, I think I can do 500 and I do 20. Who wins? The pound for pound strongest athlete, not the athlete that lifts the most weight off the earth. So who, so how, but how do you determine that? Well, it's an easy calculation. You take their weight times the, the divide into the weight that they handle and you get pounds, you know. So it's, pound it's literally pound. like total poundage. Exactly. Okay. And, you know, okay. So, yeah. So, so basically you can have somebody who's a lightweight who is extremely strong win the overall open. Okay, cool. So. Now I know, and I, I know you already have a ton of money into it. So the pro, the pro man that wins is currently it's up. I saw you guys raise it this week to twenty thousand dollars, and the yep. female is currently ten. Is there anything for the overall like open winner, or is it just they are like the? I think you guys call it the berserker. Are they? Yeah. Are they? You know, just the open champion. Well, here's here's what we are committed to do, and I've, I've talked to select people about this, is right now I've got my money into it, okay? As we get closer, I'm negotiating with some very large-name sponsors at the current time. I am committed to raise the purses according to the sponsors and exhibitors that come on board. So right now I think that uh, the men's, Pro and uh, is at its limit at twenty thousand. I'd like to see the women go to twenty thousand, and I'd like to have ten thousand for the open. Oh, if wow. that's gonna, yeah, I don't know that that's gonna happen, um, but I am committed to do it as sponsors come on board. And like I said, I'm negotiating with some very big names right now, who have raised an eyebrow and said, you know what, we think that this is, we didn't think this was real. Now we know that it's real. Um, you know, we, you know, can, can we get on board with this? Wow, cool. Is um, it any sponsors that we're familiar with in the strongman world, or is it new companies that you would be trying to invite in? Well, you know, when I, I got pretty, um, I guess, miffed when this all started uh, with the rumor mill. I had a very big name uh, in strongman falsely accuse me of speaking to him personally and asking him for free equipment. Uh, that never happened. I sent an email to this entity. He never responded, but he felt that he needed to get into a Facebook discussion and, and start a rumor that, uh, that happened. I called him out and said, you know, answer my email. Um, and he never did. And I knew that what was happening was, um, there's one pro and I won't name his name. Um, but he came out very aggressive against Ragnarok games. He falsely accused me of being a promoter from Utah and I robbed people's money. And I said, that's not even my name. I don't even know who the hell that is. Um, and I tried to talk to him sidebar on Facebook and he basically said, you know, your, your, your event is non-sanctioned and with either one of the federations. And, uh, we're basically going to tell everybody who's anybody in strongman, uh, companies not to support the Ragnarok games. I knew at that time that I would have to go outside the box and reach into my toolbox as a promoter of other events and reach out to some of those entities that I have been involved with in other events and say, I know it's not in your wheelhouse strong man, but this is basically what's going to happen. 
the event is going to be live streamed on pay-per-view uh, all over the world, uh, you know, and sponsors um, outside of the strongman game understand how good that is for, you know, their banners to be on those competitor lanes as it's being, you know, sent through satellite all over the planet. Yeah. And that's, and that's, I think when Frawley asked that, that's not a bad thing. If we get new sponsorship, strongman has gone stagnant. Exactly. Strongman's exactly. gone stagnant with all the big names that do so much supporting, like Serb, like every single yep. show is sponsored by Servers, every single show. And I mean, hats off to them. They they support. I don't think there's a company that supports Strongman more than them. But if we can yep. get some new new blood in here, goes back to that quote we talked about. You know, high I'll, time, I'll give you you know I'll give you an answer, uh, an example, Joshua and Jason. So I I sealed the deal today with a shoe manufacturer. Not one of the big names, but they are producing a shoe that is perfect for powerlifting and strongman. And they saw the massive opportunity for their mom and pop company to get involved with Ragnarok Games so that they can expose their product. And I'll tell you what I did. Instead of taking money from this mom and pop, and I want to help the mom and pops, let me digress. I want to help mom and pop businesses in the strongman game get some exposure that they're not getting because the big names, as you said, are involved in every strongman competition. So what I negotiated with the shoe manufacturer is, is that, hey, I said, I've got an idea. How about you, you contribute 20 pairs of your shoes to be worn by all the spotters, loaders, and volunteers at Ragnarok? This way, they'll be on camera with the four camera crews from every angle on pay-per-view. They were like, oh my God, we love that opportunity. I said, I also want you to give a free pair to the overall pro men, overall pro woman, the overall open man and open woman. They said, we'll definitely do that. Well, that's so awesome. They're not giving any money to Ragnarok, but they're giving product to, to the athletes, you know, the goodie bags that these athletes are going to get, man, they're going to have to buy another suitcase to get home on a plane. I'm telling you, I, I have so many companies that have supplied so much product for these guys and their goodie bags. It's just, it's absolutely insane. I can't even, I literally, my neighbors think that I'm holding a retail store out of my house because every day UPS comes with like 30 boxes. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that's incentive for the athletes to do it. And I, you know, I know you're new to the strongman promoting scene. I don't necessarily think, um, as you were talking about, a gentleman that said he was going to drag you and because it wasn't that it wasn't sanctioned. Look at what Anthony Furman's done with Clash. I mean, that's yep. yep. Not, it's not sanctioned. I mean, I wouldn't look too deep into that. You know, I I don't think yep. that's I don't think that's a prerequisite for a successful event. I think there are plenty of successful events that are sanctioned, but there's also now plenty that are not sanctioned. So I sure. wouldn't, I wouldn't let that wait, but. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't bother me. You know, it doesn't bother me. I knew that the first year people were going to sit back and they were going to be like, okay, what the hell is this guy trying to do? Who is he? He's never promoted an event in strongman. I wanted to get 200 athletes. We got 200 at 210 athletes right now. We have a waiting list of 72 athletes that are waiting for dropouts to happen to compete in the games. So what that shows me is right now we are at potentially 300 athletes. If we hold the event again next year, you know, uh, yeah, that's the way I, I, mean, I, I think, that. I think with a prize pool like this, it, it would, and you guys it's in Miami. Miami is, you know, is a very, a very uh, sought after city to travel to in the U S so, and with, with that prize pool, 
it's hard for me to believe that this isn't a 500 competitor event if you guys would want it to be if it's successful and you guys have this prize pool so i i definitely think it would have the um you would ha- have the potential to do so um but i also get it i get what you're saying too um people have all these questions your names kind of come out of nowhere throwing around big money so i see what you're saying with people wanting they're 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 hesitant and they want to wait and see for next year. You know, I mean, and that's cool. And that's cool. That's, that's Joshua and Jason. That's all. That's all I ask. Sit back, see where the trips fall, see where the athlete testimonials are, see where the sponsor testimonials are, see where the attendee testimonials are. You know, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I can't believe that the testimony, you're always going to have somebody who's not satisfied. They're not satisfied with sure. the, the judging or whatever, you know, you're always going to have some unsatisfied people, but I think the vast majority of the attending athletes, sponsors, um, and competitors are, they're going to be blown away. They, they literally have no idea what, what they're in for when they come to Ragnarok, because we're going to treat them like rock stars. Yeah. So I guess, I guess adding to Josh's point too, you know, you kind of burst onto the scene. Nobody knows who, who really you are truthfully. And I, I hate to be blunt about it that way, but you said you're a professional in three other sports and you've promoted other events. Could you tell us a little bit about what you've done in the past? Yep. I competed on uh, season eight of American Ninja Warrior. Um, I was I'm 54 years old. At 36 years old, I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. I wound up having a quadruple bypass. And then 10 years uh, post-op, I had ballooned up to 270 pounds. And I was sitting on the couch with my son back in Jersey and we were watching American Ninja Warrior. And I said to my son, you know, when daddy was in shape, I could do stuff like that. He's like, yeah, dad, sure. (laughs) Well, that's all I really needed to hear. I came back here to Florida and I started, I put a hoodie on and some sweatpants and I started walking the treadmill, eating better. Um, And uh, I started getting in shape and a buddy of mine who worked in private military security with me very long time ago, reached out and said, Hey, you know, I'm coming to Miami. I'm, I'm hosting an obstacle course race and I'd really like you to come and compete. I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm in no shape to do that. He said, just come out and see some of the guys. You haven't seen them in years. So I went down and I competed in this obstacle course race and I kind of fell in love with the sport. Um, Since then I've competed in 185 obstacle course races on uh, four continents. I'm midway through a world record to be the first professional obstacle course racer to race on all seven continents. Uh, and I competed on season eight of American Ninja Warrior. And my son, who only ever knew, excuse my French fat dad, was walking along the sidelines cheering me on. Um, I was also a competitive bodybuilder uh, way back when I was a young man, uh, pre-quadruple bypass. And in 2019, um, I stepped on the bodybuilding stage again. Uh, it was on my bucket list. And I wound up mis- uh, winning the Mr. Florida State in the Southern United States. I qualified for the North American Championships that same year, and I went there and I took fourth in physique and ninth in classic. Um, I, I've hosted four uh, Ninja Warrior competitions that have been successful all over the country. Uh, most importantly, one in Miami was was one of the biggest ninja competitions uh, next to American Ninja Warrior. Uh, I, comed- I competed on um, uh, um, um, the um, Broken Skull Ranch. I made it to the final combine of uh, the Rocks Titan Games. Um, I was just too old and wasn't strong enough to make it through the combine. But um, 
But uh, I, I also, in April of this year, I actually won the overall Masters at the World Strength Games in Utah. Okay. Um, and, I mean, so that's a little bit about, about you. And I just want to ask a couple more questions as people who are going to be consuming this content. We talked about the, mm-hmm. the um, pay-per-view. How much mm-hmm. – how much – what's the what's it gonna look like like is is it gonna be you just go online buy it and like what do you guys foresee the price being for the pay-per-view or do you not know okay yes well we're we're toying around with the price i want it to be economical because i do want people to be able to see it you know when i announced in um uh let's see may that i was going to make ragnarok games the first uh strongman competition live on pay-per-view um, there was a lot of, a lot more hate that came out. Um, but I had done my due diligence uh, the Arnold sports expo this year. Um, they had a pay-per-view, uh, you paid 1999 for the pay-per-view. You were not allowed to get a specific sport. So Arnold showed you what they wanted to show you on the pay-per-view. You saw a little bit of powerlifting, a little bit of bodybuilding, a little bit of strongman, a little bit of foosball, archery, whatever they had there. Right. Um, but they still had 22 million people click in. That's $444 million that they made on pay-per-view. So I knew that that was something uh, in my investigation that, you know, there's been strongman events that have been, um, live streamed on different mediums, but not live on pay-per-view. So demographically, what's happening now is since I made my announcement, there has been a couple of promoters who a- have done live stream. The problem is, is that the live stream that's being done by some of the promoters is a single camera that's very far away with a big wide angle shot. And the athletes basically look like little army men. Um, we have four production crews. These production, uh, we have four uh, camera crews. The production crew that we have hired has done um, uh, sporting events in NASCAR, in curling, in, in, in the Olympics. These are amazing uh, videographers that we have put together to do this live stream. We'll have a production truck that will take the four different camera crews' videos and put them up, you know, produce a great event onto uh pay-per-view so yeah. it, it'll be it'll be very very exciting yeah i mean if it's i would have no problem paying what i pay for a ufc fight for a good strongman comp if it's produced. Yep. you know it's not that like you said just the one camera you know yep. I, I i can see that um froley do you have a qu- before i close it out do you have any do you have any more questions I think the only thing that I could say is like for all the naysayers, the doubters, the um, people questioning the validity of the show, like let's get one final statement that from you that says like, let's put it to bed. You know, this is, this is a real deal. This is going to be a great show. You're working diligently to make sure that it's a good show. What would you say to those people to kind of give them, uh, let's say a more, uh, a good feeling to end up? Great question. I don't think that I can give a blanket statement to to somebody who who is going to be a naysayer who has doubt. You know, Thomas didn't believe that Jesus was crucified until he put his two fingers in his side. There are people in the sport that don't believe that this is going to take place, the Ragnarok games, until it takes place. You know, all I want to say is, you know, we want to put on an amazing event that treats athletes like rock stars that. 
we, we want to lift heavy weights and have fun. We want these, these athletes to have fun. We want the audience to have fun. We want the people on, on the live stream to be like, Oh my God, I've never seen this type of strong man covered the way that this is covered, you know, going from the masters to the women, to the pros, you know, to world record attempts, just, just, yeah, it's going to be amazing. You know, and the unfortunate thing is I know what I'm going to produce. <laughs> Nobody's going to see it until it actually unfolds in the three days in February that it takes place. Right. Right. Well, awesome. That was my last question too. Um, you guys can follow um, Ralph and his journey with the Ragnarok games. It's it, right on Instagram. It's just the Ragnarok games, I believe. Make sure I don't. Yeah. Just the Ragnarok games, yep. no spaces. Where else and what else do you, do you need to promote for the games, Ralph? Well, you know, you can go to the website and literally the website will answer any question, whether it be travel accommodations, whether it be athlete code of conduct that we have up on site. The event discipline weights are being released on a normal basis, um, even though we're five months away from the event. Um, anything and everything that you can have a question about Ragnarok Games is on www.theragnarokgames.com. You know, I, 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 what I want to instill in people is, is that this is going to be an amazing event and you're going to see some incredible feats of strength and some of the best athletes in the world that have ever been in the same venue at one time. Um, and they're excited. Um, and I'd like people that, you know, to, to, to plug into pay-per-view and see what it's all about. You know, um, what we'll do after the event is over is we'll have a, a massive, you know, um, edited uh, production that we'll release on our website so that everybody will be able to actually see what transpired that week that the, you know, the, those three days in February and, and hopefully it'll dispel all the rumors and, 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 um, and myths about Ragnarok games being a real thing. So, awesome. so let's say, let's say for just for example's sake, if there is something on the website that somebody comes up with a question, is it easiest to get a hold of you on Instagram? Is, should they use yeah. your cell phone that you mentioned is on the website? email yeah my web my, my cell phone is right on the on the website at the bottom of the page so is my email address if you have a question reach out to me um i'm um, um, accessible joshua you said it you reached out to me and literally within three or four minutes i texted you back and said let's do this yep you know there's there's nothing to hide here you know that sixty thousand bucks is out of my check it's not going back in yeah. so this, this this better go forward yeah well ralph thank you so much Ralph Avalon with the Ragnarok Games. We appreciate the time. Um, check out the Ragnarok Games on Instagram and the website. And, um, and yeah, thank you so much, Ralph. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity to do this. Thank Best you so of luck much. to you.